Hey ladies, welcome to the Looking Above podcast. It's easy to get bogged down in details of everyday life. If we aren't intentional, our eyes can easily be pulled away from the Lord and we can set our gaze on things of earth. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My name is Karen Boffman and I'm the women's pastor at New Life Church in Gillette, Wyoming. I believe that our perspective changes everything. So together, we'll be looking above. Welcome back to Looking Above. My name is Karen, and I am so glad that you have decided to listen today. I am here with a friend that I love maybe more than all the other friends that I have spoken to so far this season. Uh, Her name is Kalena. And I'm going to let her introduce herself in just a moment. But what I wanted to tell you is that today we're going to talk about when friendships break down. So friendship is built on a foundation of trust. And when things chip away at that trust, for whatever the reason, the relationship gets shaky. And so this is maybe not going to be the most fun discussion we've had, but it's one that's important because we've all faced those relationships that have broken down, that have wounded us, um, that have left our hearts shattered And it's hard to move forward. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Again, I mentioned I am here with Kalena, and I'm going to let Kalena introduce herself to you right now. Hi, uh, my name is Kalena. Uh, Yes. Kalena, what's your last name? Boffman. (laughs) Which is the same as mine. Yes, I have the grand pleasure of being Karen's oldest daughter. So we are very good friends, but I am also related to her so (laughs) (laughs) so we were just joking a second ago that um this may be the only podcast in which i get mocked because (laughs) uh she's close enough that she can poke fun fun of her if i would like to yes And for those of you who attend church here at New Life with us, you would recognize Kalena as the beautiful blonde who sings up on stage with Grant and Chris. That's my daughter. And we're not going to tell you how old she is, but she's probably younger than most of you listening to this. Mm-hmm. And the reason I invited her here today uh, is because I think, first of all, I think she is incredibly wise. People often don't believe how young she is because of her maturity and her wisdom. They think she's older than she is. But also because I think that scripture tells us that we need to listen to those who are younger than us. It's important and there are things that we can learn from them. First Timothy 4.12 says, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, in your faith, and your purity. And I think that my daughter is an example to all of us and I hope that you don't tune her out because she's young today, but that you genuinely listen to what she's going to share. Because um, unfortunately, this whole discussion about friendship breakdown is near and dear to your heart. Yeah, the situation is very near and dear. Um, 
I've unfortunately dealt with a lot of breakdowns in friendships yeah. and relationships yeah. over and the past several and years. And you've learned a lot. So yes. let's get into it and talk about that. Let's talk first about disappointment in friendship. So before mm-hmm. friendships even break down, sometimes when we're in the midst of friendship, there are disappointments, things that just hurt our hearts. Yeah. And talk. A, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it comes from expectations Mm -hmm. and we tend to put such high expectations on our friends that they might not even know we have for them. Mm -hmm. And so obviously they're not going to be able to keep up with it, especially if we've never voiced it. Right. So no friend is Jesus. Exactly. And if we're putting Jesus-sized expectations on our friends that they're going to be there all the time and mm-hmm. do everything and show up mm-hmm. whenever be let down a lot right it's it's just gonna hurt and yeah. disappointment stems from expectation so if you have high expectations of your friends mm-hmm. and your expectations just aren't being met what do you do you might just need to lower your expectations a little bit mm-hmm. you need to put into perspective that they are a human and that you are also a human. And if you held yourself to those same expectations, you would not be able to meet those as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think you don't have to drop them to the bare minimum, but take some of that load off of your friend's shoulders because they aren't supposed to do everything for you. They aren't supposed to be everything for you. Right. Right. So you're not saying have super low expectations. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to expect anything. Mm-hmm. And my friends, clearly, friendship is two ways. And yes. we both need to be yes. investing yes. in the relationship. But we need to have realistic expectations, mm-hmm. especially if your friend has a family or children they're taking care mm-hmm. of. Or a spouse what? or health problems or right. a very engaging job that they're constantly having to work at. Like Right. If they've got a lot on their plate, Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to just lower your expectations so that you're not consistently being disappointed, right? Yes. Right? So, um, all right. So sometimes we get disappointed in friendship. Sometimes the more that goes on, it will lead to just breakdown mm-hmm. of of relationship. Let's talk about the fact that there are some people who just won't be your people. Yes. Right? So... Maybe there's somebody out there and you think, I want to be friends with them. Mm -hmm. But then you meet them and they're not all they're chalked up to be. (laughs) Or they're exactly who they're chalked up to be, but it's quite the opposite of what you thought you needed in a person. Right, right. Or sometimes somebody else thinks, ooh, you should be friends with this person. You and they are so alike, or you and they have this in common. Mm -hmm. And somebody tries to matchmake you as friends. Yeah. And sometimes... It does not work at all. (laughs) It does not work at (laughs) all. one thing that they found that you have in common is the only thing you have in common. Right. And everything else about you just clashes. Yeah. Yeah. So there there is something to be said about there is a level of attraction in friendship. Just yes. like in a romantic relationship whatever. There are some people that you're just going to be drawn to you and can just feel it the right. first time you hang right. out with them. And there are other people, I mean there's some people that maybe you can work on it mm-hmm. and forge some sort of friendship. Yeah. But there are other people who just 
aren't going to be your people. Yeah. And maybe it's they're not going to be your people. Maybe you aren't going to be mm-hmm. their people. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how bad you might want it, they might not feel that way about you and that's kind of a hard pill to swallow, but right. that's the reality in some cases. Right. And you can still be acquaintances. Yeah. You, you can, can still be be friendly. Friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, what are what do you think are some of the reasons other than this whole level of attraction? Like why sometimes when you try to forge a friendship, is it just destined to not work? Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of it comes from maturity. Um just where they're at in their lives, mm-hmm. you know, what they've been through, maybe their life experiences. Some people have been through a lot more than mm-hmm. others have. Mm-hmm. And so, and obviously people are constantly growing, but at mm-hmm. different paces than other people. Right. And so sometimes you're just growing at a slower or faster pace than that person might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the time, I think it also comes from spiritual maturity, Um like if you're a super, super spiritual person, super in the words, super connected with God, and that person just is not quite there yet, it's going to be difficult for you to relate to them in certain to ways. To really and go deep. Yeah, to be able to go deep, because I think we need that in our friendships. We mm-hmm. need to be able to go deep mm-hmm. with our friends. Right. and Right. Not saying that we can't be friends with someone mm-hmm. who's at a different place spiritually. because yeah. sometimes we are called to push those people. Right. Sometimes we need to have that relationship right. where we can pour into them and push them in right. their walk of faith. And sometimes we need someone who's more spiritually mature than exactly. us to do yeah. that same thing for mm-hmm. us. But that's one of the contributing factors, right? That sometimes somebody's just not your people because you guys are just at such just, different places in yeah. life or whatever. And so this is something that you've experienced quite a bit in yes. that um, you have naturally almost always been friends with people quite a bit older than you mm-hmm. and you've struggled most of your life most of your yeah. life at you know being friends with people your own age mm-hmm. be- and a lot of it does go back to what you just said the maturity, maturity. thing yeah. your your maturity is higher than many of your peers mm-hmm. and so it's just been hard and that's been really hard for you talk a little bit about how that feels when you so desperately want peer friendships mm-hmm. And it's just not happening. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really realize what it was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like, I just kind of thought it was like, I just was mature and I just hung out with adults and I just was able to speak to my mom's friends and my dad's friends really well. And people would always tell me I was so mature and whatever. And then especially since I've been getting older in the past couple of years, I've realized that it truly is just, I just seem to click better with adults Mm -hmm. and especially people older than me Mm -hmm. and so it is really hard because nowadays it's trendy to have a friend group of Mm -hmm. teenagers or Mm -hmm. young adults your own age Mm -hmm. it's trendy to be able to go out with your friends and do things at the park or at the store or wherever it may be like it's it's desirable it's the norm right and so and to not be able to fit into that norm is very odd. Mm-hmm. And it's very odd to grow up like that, mm-hmm. especially when you didn't understand it when you were younger. Right. And now you're learning right. why it is this way. Right. It's taken a long time for you to accept and really just recently have accepted my friends are just going to be maybe even 10 years older than yeah. I am. Yeah, I mean, the people cases. that you're closest to are mm-hmm. 10 
some 15 or more yeah. years older than you. And, um, and that's okay. That goes back to some people won't be your people. Mm-hmm. Maybe right now your peers aren't going to be your people. And that's for those listening to this too, you know, maybe you're in your fifties and I mean, I'll just say right now I'm in my mid forties and a lot of my friends are 10 or 15 years younger <laughs> than me. Yeah. Now, is that saying that I am immature? We'll just leave that to your imagination <laughs> to decide. <laughs> but, um, but Sometimes, sometimes you're just going to be friends with people who are just in a different stage, and that's mm-hmm. that's okay. Let's let's move on. Sometimes friendships grow apart. Yes. Uh, last week I talked with Joy, and she mentioned that there are times when God gives us friends for a season, and sometimes that season ends, mm-hmm. and you and your friend have just grown apart. So let's talk a little bit about when that happens, how do we respond? How do we respond to friendships that maybe end just because of growth? Why don't you talk a little bit, first of all, you've been through this, mm-hmm. we've both been through this. Yes. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, um, I had a friend a few years ago. Um, we grew very close very fast. We realized we were like, practically the same person and (laughs) we just clicked it was one of those when you know you know type of Mm -hmm. scenarios Mm -hmm. and we hung out all the time and we're constantly talking and texting and whatever it may be and it was awesome like at that point in my life that was exactly what I needed was that friend Mm -hmm. and then we started to get older and started going to different churches and going to different evening events and weren't in the same school and so I never saw them there Mm -hmm. and we just slowly stopped talking and it was just kind of a natural progression there wasn't any situation that precipitated mm -hmm. it we never fought like we never had a problem with each other and we still don't right but Right. It's just you're I, still friendly yeah, to each other and I you still talk see occasionally. Them, I still see them occasionally in public. Mm-hmm. We can right. small talk, like it's right. there's no hard feelings at all. But right. but I your just, friends friendship just naturally, naturally just grew apart. Um so there are times sometimes we naturally grow apart, right? That's mm-hmm. part of life. Yes. Sometimes we just change and And that <laughs> also I think has to do with the level of maturity and the level mm-hmm. of spiritual maturity too. Like right. Sometimes we just grow mature and faster. mature in different mm-hmm. ways than our friends do. And right. that might lead to us drifting apart. Right. So sometimes friendships grow apart, just this natural part of life thing. Sometimes you move away from friends. We've mm-hmm. experienced plenty of that yeah. in our lives, right? Where yes. friendships just kind of grow apart because of you don't have proximity anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes something kind of tragic or bad happens, whether it be death or some other tragedy, and a friend just kind of has to um, not be in your life anymore mm-hmm. for whatever reason. So there there are these times when you can recognize, okay, this person was in my life for a season. Mm-hmm. Now it's a new season. So what do we, how do we handle that? What do we do? Um, I think the first thing is to just be grateful you know, remember all the memories you made with mm-hmm. that person. Remember mm-hmm. how awesome they were for you, mm-hmm. how much you laughed together, you cried together, you lived together. Mm-hmm. Just be grateful that you had them 
mm-hmm. because they were probably exactly what you needed in that yeah at that point yeah. of your life yeah but um, but then I also think at some point you need to let go mm-hmm. you can't just cling on to it and just mm-hmm. hope that it'll come back eventually mm-hmm. yeah. sometimes it does right rarely it does right but a lot you, of the time it doesn't. Yeah, and you said something really wise uh, before we started recording about that, about it often doesn't because you've both grown in that uh, time apart. Yes. Yeah, like I said, like everyone's always growing. You're always learning things from different people. Mm-hmm. And so in the time you've spent since you've grown apart, you've probably changed and matured a lot as a person, mm-hmm. both of you. Mm-hmm. And but maybe you so, grew in different directions. Yeah, and so you might have grown in very different directions, but and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Right. But it just means you just aren't in yeah. that same place anymore. Right, right. And so then the other thing you can do when you realize that you know, maybe this season has come to an end is just to invest then in other relationships. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, like you said, be grateful for what you had, but now put that energy into somebody else. Yeah. And that's, that's great. It's sometimes hard, but it's great. Mm -hmm. But sometimes friendships don't just kind of drift or move for okay on okay terms. Sometimes relationships abruptly or tragically or violently end. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we've both dealt with that also, right? Where we've just had a relationship or friendship that has just kind of blown up. So when when that happens, um, you know, I'm just going to start by saying I don't deal well with this. Mm-hmm. I don't deal well with friendships that end tragically. Um my heart is always for reconciliation. My heart is always for togetherness and friendship. And when this has happened to me, it really, really affects me. And you've watched me go through this a couple mm-hmm. different times. Um, yeah. It it eats at me. I don't mm-hmm. like it. I want to make it better. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> I feel stuck and in pain and those are things I do not like yeah and so I I want to do whatever I can to make it better but there are times when that doesn't happen so let's talk about what we do when a friendship ends poorly I think uh the first thing we need to do is grow from that situation Mm -hmm. God often works in our heartbreak Mm -hmm. God often works in our hard situations to refine us and change us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think realizing what's happening mm-hmm. is always a good thing. Like, don't be blind to the situation. Mm. Like, like a horse with blinders on. Like, take your blinders off and realize what happened. Whether it was something you did that you might not have realized in the moment and you need to kind of take a, a self-check and... Mm. say this one was on me yeah or sometimes you need to kind of look deeper at why they might have did the thing or said the thing that they did that might have caused this blow up Mm -hmm. um I think a lot of times people tend to react because of emotions Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of the times emotions will control us Mm -hmm. and 
in those situations when we let the negative emotions control us is when I feel like the majority of these types of things happen mm-hmm. is when we are just walking around with blinders on right? and we are just blind to seeing the hurt that we're causing in our friendships until it might just blow up in our faces. Right, right. So definitely there's a level of we have to um, seek God, I would say. Yes. Um, and just help asking him, give me eyes to see mm-hmm. the truth of the situation. Where am I at fault? Yeah. Um, in which case, if I am at fault, mm-hmm. it's on me mm-hmm. to apologize and ask for forgiveness. Right, right. To seek reparation, right? Like yeah. to try and repair that. Um, even if you're not going to be friends again, to just say this is this is where I did wrong. Yeah. But the other piece, what you're saying is that we need to pray. Like God, help me to see my friend through your eyes. Mm-hmm. So maybe all of this is coming out of their brokenness yes. and their own woundedness from something far in the past that has nothing to do with you at all, mm-hmm. and you're just kind of taking the brunt of it now, Mm -hmm. um, when we do that, when we're able to pray in that way and not blame them, but just ask to see them through uh, God's eyes, that I think then does lead to forgiveness, where we're able Mm -hmm. to forgive them. We're able to say, I see that you're a broken person and... I, you know, I'm choosing whether they come to you and apologize or not. I'm choosing mm-hmm. to forgive them yeah. because um, they're acting out of this brokenness. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest part is when mm-hmm. they don't recognize that mm-hmm. they were the one mm-hmm. who hurt you. Because right. that's similar to what I've experienced is it was just broken people who were just hurting me time and time again. And I had to get to the point where I just had to say, I forgive you and I don't hold it against you, you know, like I'm moving right. on. Even though they did not Even though come to you they, recognizing yeah. what their their part in the situation. Yeah. 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 And so then we just pray for them. We just keep praying for them, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and we pray for ourselves also. I think that's where when when friendships break down, oftentimes bitterness takes root. Yes. Very easy. (laughs) Very quickly. We have been wounded by somebody else and we get angry and hurt and defensive and we only see their side as bad. We see Mm -hmm. we are the valiant, (laughs) heroic one and we did nothing, right? We did nothing wrong. They did it all wrong. And we just start to let things fester Mm -hmm. and fester and fester. But Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart. Mm -hmm. And when we allow that bitterness to bubble up within us. We are not guarding our heart. We are not protecting ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so that bitterness is having no effect on the other person. Exactly. All it's doing is stealing our own joy. Mm -hmm. And so so we need to pray for them. We need to pray for ourselves. Yeah. And then try to uh, seek reconciliation if possible. If possible. And reconciliation doesn't necessarily mean we're going to be friends again. Yeah. And that's kind of where you got to Mm -hmm. with uh, these friends who had really kind of just beat you up over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think reconciliation can go two ways. I think it can go where you reconcile and you 
become friends again and you mm-hmm. keep growing with each other and you work right. for your relationship. Right. And then your friendship is. And then your friendship is even stronger. Right. So strong. <laughs> you've gone through the hurt right. and then back to right the good with each other. Right. But yes, like I experienced, sometimes you reconcile and you kind of just have to say, I don't need to be your friend. You don't need to be my friend, mm-hmm. but I'm done giving you stink eye from across the room. You know, mm-hmm, I'm done mm-hmm. holding a grudge against you. I'm done mm-hmm. whatever right. it may be. I'm done being right. bitter about this. And yeah. you can both kind of mutually see that. Yeah, I forgive you. I forgive you. You forgive me. Like, we're just yeah. going to be, be okay. Yes, yes. And I think that's a big piece of it, right? When you can be in someone's presence and not think terrible thoughts about them all the time. Yes, for <laughs> sure. You know, you see them and you can just be like, okay, whatever. Kind of feel neutral towards the mm-hmm. whole towards yeah. the whole thing. Um, ultimately, hopefully, we can feel loving towards each other, especially when that person is our brother or sister in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be awesome if you can be loving towards them, even if you're not friends with them. Yeah, and to be able to pray for them or pray with them even. I know I've right. had to have many of those situations with those people who right. did hurt me. Right. Since we've reconciled, I've prayed with them and laughed with them. And, like, yeah. I don't hang out with them, but yeah. when I yeah. see them, I'm not mad anymore. Yeah. Yeah. There are times, however when reconciliation is it possible is not possible yeah when that person um has just entirely removed themselves from your life and will not talk to you and wants nothing to do with you and um i said that i don't deal well with breakdown of relationship i deal even worse with unreconciled unreconciled breakdown um this one just rips me up and i don't like it at all but um we have learned a little bit about this um in the past several years yeah uh, the first thing is that when that happens, this person has gone from being your friend to mm-hmm. setting themselves as your enemy. They mm-hmm. are now against you. Maybe they're even speaking ill of you. Um, they're kind of trash talking you, whatever it is. And in scripture, we're told, Matthew chapter 5 tells us, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the most important thing we can do mm-hmm. is don't get into that game of bashing them back. Like that's not mm-hmm. loving them. Yeah. We have to watch very closely how, how you talk about your ex friend with others so that you can be loving towards them, even if they are not being loving towards you and then pray for them. And this is something that I practice regularly. Mm-hmm. Those who have removed themselves from my life for whatever reason and do not like me or do not love me or don't want anything to do with me whenever they come to mind. And they come to mind often. I just pray for them and I pray for God's best for them because that keeps my heart from getting bitter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you said, it is probably the most important, but I think it's also probably the most difficult Mm -hmm. for a lot of people is to not respond back out of anger or bitterness. Like I said, we can be blinded by our emotions a lot of the time. And so to let those negative emotions take control mm-hmm. of our mind in those situations mm-hmm. is wrong. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think also just at some point you just kind of got to be like, here you are, God. This person, 
I can't fix this. Mm-hmm. I won't be able to fix this. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I want to fix this. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to give them to you because I need I need to let them go. I need, I need to let peace, this go. Yeah. Right? I and sometimes the longer and... we hold on to that and keep stewing over why can't mm-hmm. I fix this, the heavier it, it gets. It just hurts. And yeah. in that, there is loss. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um I feel great grief in that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay. Yeah. You know, when someone's been an important part of your life and they are not in your life now, there is grief in that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it rips me up. And I have shed many, many tears over the loss of friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's okay to grieve. So if you're in that situation, it's okay to grieve the loss of a friend Mm -hmm. because it's hard. Yeah. And ideally, like if we were in heaven, we wouldn't have that breakdown. We wouldn't have that grief. We, we would be in right relationship with each other. And so, you know, part of life is loss. And when we lose something, it's okay to grieve it, Mm -hmm. but we don't want to get stuck there. Yeah. I think grieving is good to an extent. Mm-hmm. There's a point at which it just turns into a pity party, dread and sorrow. And <laughs> Are you telling me to move on? Endless Kalina? darkness. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I totally feel grief. Mm-hmm. Like I have felt grief many times, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like you said, I think it's mm-hmm. healthy. Mm-hmm. I think it helps us yeah. to get past it. But we need to get past it. Like, you need to get to the point where you can realize it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. It's time to try again. Mm-hmm. Um, go out and look for new people. Right. Like, there's going to be another person. Right. There's going to be more people right. who will love you and who will treat you with kindness and respect and right. loyalty. Like, there are going to be more people. Right. Um, it might be difficult. Yeah. Because it might at first feel kind of like I'll never find someone as good as them. or Right now, all I can think of is the Trolls movie <laughs> and Hello Darkness, My Old Friend, yeah. you know, like getting stuck there. But then the other one is that Get Back Up Again song, mm-hmm. right? That Poppy sings. That Poppy sings, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like she was getting bashed on in that little scene, but at, she just kept getting back up. And so I right. think that's... yeah. We need to face that then as an opportunity. Right. And not as a, oh, I have to go back out and meet people. Right. But as a, I get to go back out and meet new people. Right. I get to find friends. I get to make relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes we need to build resiliency in friendship. Yeah. Because it's really easy when we are in that low branch, hello, darkness, my old friend place, it's really easy to start building walls around ourselves and say, that's not going to happen to me again. I'm going to guard myself. I'm going to protect myself and to kind of keep the world at arm's length. Mm -hmm. And I just love that. Like Poppy is so resilient, right? It didn't matter what happened. She just kept getting back up again and forging forward. And we need to have that kind of resilience in friendship. Like, Mm -hmm. goodness, part of life is relationship. Yeah. Part of life is going to be lost. Part of life is going to be hurt. But we can't stay hurt. We can't stay stuck. We can't stay mm-hmm. in that dark place. Mm-hmm. We have to keep moving forward, and it's worth the risk. Yeah. And I think also sometimes 
in friendships that end abruptly it was so comfortable in the friendship Mm. and then you're uncomfortable Mm -hmm. in the loss of that person and then you get comfortable in the grief Mm -hmm. and you're like it's fine i'll just sit here in my little pity party but you need to get uncomfortable again and you need to get yourself into some new relationships right the best things rarely happen in comfort yeah Get out of your comfort zone. And I know for a lot of people, you're like, why? <laughs> Don't tell me to do that. And Kalena, let's just be honest. You are comfortable in your comfort zone. I am very comfortable in my comfort zone. But <laughs> You're a comfort girl. Yes. But I do believe there is an extent to which we can stay in our comfort zone. And at some point, you need to get out right. because you will right. never grow. You will never right. learn. Right. And you will never meet people. And I have seen you grow so much. In these past few years, through broken and difficult relationships, because you have pushed through your comfort zone, your comfort zone would be to retreat, mm-hmm. would be to just stop Never stop confront. talking to people, yeah. to not confront, to not try and work through, to not reconcile. That's what is mm-hmm. comfortable yeah. for you, mm-hmm. is, for sure. is, is to just not do anything. Not do anything. And I have seen so much growth in your life Mm -hmm. because you have done all of those things that do not come naturally and that are not your comfort zone and that you actually hate. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But, but you have been able to, in a relationship that was very broken and very painful, you have been able to get that reconciliation place where you're able to be in the presence of those friends Mm -hmm. and you're not friends anymore, but you're able to be around them. And like, you've just, you've grown so much as a person. Mm -hmm. So at your last birthday, yes. um, And we're going to disclose here how old she is. Um, at your last birthday, a mutual friend of ours mm-hmm. asked you, what's one piece of wisdom that you've learned in your 17 years? And I think all of us who were there at that moment, who were primarily older than you, were absolutely floored by what you said then. Mm-hmm. So I want to end today with you sharing with all of us one piece of wisdom that you have. And I know you have a lot, but this, you know which one I'm talking about. Yes. Um, Do unto others as you wish others had done unto you. Um, And I think that's exactly the correct way to put it. Mm -hmm. Where um, it's kind of like the golden rule, do Mm -hmm. unto others as you would have them them do unto Mm -hmm. you. But sometimes we get past that Mm -hmm. and the others have already done it unto you. And so I think, and you've been hurt, yes, or you've you're um, you've been disappointed, or you've been wounded, yes, whatever. And I think you need to realize how that person made you feel. And a lot of the time, it was probably really crappy. Mm-hmm. And when you are in that person's shoes in a future scenario, so when you are the person who has the opportunity to disappoint someone else. Mm-hmm. Remember how you felt and treat that person better. Mm. Like yeah. learn from the pain, learn from the disappointment, learn from the letdowns and do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be be better. Mm-hmm. So just an example, um, there was a season when a certain friend kept making plans with you yeah. and then repeatedly would cancel at the last minute Mm -hmm. repeatedly over and over and over and 
so from that, mm-hmm. you you felt bad, right? Because yeah. you kept feeling like other things were more important than mm-hmm. your friendship. Yeah, that was very disappointing mm-hmm. and very much a letdown. And mm-hmm. like you said, it made me feel unimportant in the friendship. And so in the moment, mm-hmm. I chose to be bitter. Mm-hmm. But since then, I've learned and I try to be way more intentional when mm-hmm. I make plans mm-hmm. and make sure that I am truly setting apart a time to be with that person. Mm-hmm. And if something happens to get in the way, I do my best to reschedule as quickly as possible mm-hmm. and to say to them, like, this is not more important than you. Right. It's just a little more pressing at the moment. Right. 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 So, yeah, I love that. Do unto others as you wish others had done unto you. Yeah. When you get hurt, when you get disappointed, learn from it. And, and be better. And be better. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for being with us today. Of course. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Next time I have you here, I promise a happier topic. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. We thank you so much for listening in today. And I just pray that your discussions around the table as you discuss maybe some hurt that has happened in your lives and some brokenness and broken friendships, pray that in spite of talking about those negatives, you're going to be able to encourage each other to grow and to be better friends in the future. Keep looking above.